Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steer. My soul is thirsty this morning. Lord, I thirst this morning to know you as I am known. Lord, I thirst this morning, Lord, to come into your presence, to bless the covenant-keeping God, to give you all the glory, to give you all the honor. My soul thirsts to bless you this morning. Father, I say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of your mercies. Thank you for your grace this morning. Lord, we declare, Lord, be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare, Father, be glorified in the name of Jesus as we enter into your presence, knowing, Lord God, that we will find you. We ask, Lord God, that in, in our lives, Father, you will, your name will be exalted. In our lives, Father, your name will be magnified in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord God, in our time here today, grant us wisdom, grant us understanding, help us learn from your word, but let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, uh, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy A.N.D.K. We continue our reading of the book of the book of Jonah. Yesterday we took two chapters. Today we take the final two chapters of Jonah, and that will be it um, for today's devotional. So yesterday I said I was going to answer why was Jonah reluctant to go to Nineveh. Okay, so later Jonah would answer God and tell him that. Uh, I know. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I knew that you were going to forgive these people. I knew it. Okay. So, which is, in a in a sense, uh, very strange. In that, okay, um, when you read your Bible, you will notice there that people eating the words of a prophet, one the warnings of a prophet. Okay, uh, just because they declared that destruction was coming is very rare. Okay, so that is one. So in my opinion, I don't think that that is the main reason why Jonah did not want or did not want to see Nineveh saved. So remember, I said yesterday that Nineveh is located in Assyria. Okay, so um, that means that Nineveh would they would have been people that were enemies 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 of enemies of the children of israel so i am thinking so why it was possible for jonah to have been a little bit apprehensive what if what if they become they become they become safe or the age is 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 warning okay uh, but he was also apprehensive about that because they are israel's enemies in fact, why we don't know the exact period where God gave these prophecies to Jonah, we know that for literally all, all the life or the time of existence of, of Israel, okay, uh, Assyria was an enemy. Okay, so we obviously 
Jonah did not want to see them saved. Okay, because the children of Israel, okay, had suffered a lot from them. Aside that, what if this was during the period when, um, yes, they maybe they've even captured the children of Israel, carried them off into exile? Um, maybe not, not likely. Okay, but if it was, the more reason why Jonah did not want to see them saved. Okay, so. But very important lessons for us we took yesterday. When God tells you to do something, you do it, whether you like it or you don't. All right, let's read the final two chapters today. Okay, this one is a short, a short read today, but big lessons for us to learn. Jonah chapter 3, Jonah goes to Nineveh. Since then the Lord has spoke to Jonah a second time. And I'm telling you, just that one verse, it's a big message. The Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. In other words, with God, there is a second chance. Yes, with God, God gives us a second, a third, fourth, fifth, tenth, twentieth chance. Sometimes when we need it, with God, there is a second chance. Never forget that. It says, then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and delivered uh, the message I have given you. Since this time, Jonah obeyed, which is very important. Many of us will hear a second time, we will hear a tenth time, and still choose, mm, I'm not going to obey God. But in Jonah's case, the Bible says in, in verse 3, this time Jonah obeyed the, Lord, the Lord's command and went to Nineveh. Uh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On that day, uh, Jonah entered the city. He, sh- uh, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Uh, the people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, uh, they declared a fast and put on a bollard to show their sorrow. So, uh, like I said again, I'm sure Jonah did this sarcastically okay uh, many meaning to you know to make them feel threatened and afraid but it had okay uh, the reverse effect so instead of the people to uh, to cower okay under the the walls of their rooms afraid to do anything okay they cowered in the presence of god that was the effect okay so i'm not sure jonah realized that if he did it this way they were going to turn to God. I know. He said, in 40 days, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people, okay, believed. They believed someone that they had not met before. The people believed a Jew, okay? So they would have realized that this guy is not from, from anywhere around here, okay? So they believed a Jew. They believed an Israelite, okay? It says, from the greatest to the least, they declared they declared a fast and put on Bolab to show their sorrow. Since when the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in Bolab and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals from your heads, 
and flocks may eat or drink anything at all. Uh, people and animals alike uh, must wear garments of mourning and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Who can tell? Uh, perhaps even yet, God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying destroying us. Okay? <laughs> I am not sure the children of Israel were ever in this position where they had God and their king feared so much that he issued a decree that everyone was supposed to turn to God. Okay, so people that were not in quotes in this instant, they were not Jews. Okay, but they had the word of the Lord and they feared God. They turned to God. Big lessons for me. And that is why you see that, okay, when when it comes to God, the race is not always to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. God saves everyone who calls on his name. That was the big lesson that Peter took to learn in Acts chapter 10, when God said, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter was telling God that, no, I don't eat anything like this. Lord, you know. Okay, in time, Peter said, now I know that in every nation, God calls on everyone that fears him. Verse 10 says that when God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. God does not want to see people destroyed. Okay, God wants to see people change their lives, change their minds. And that was exactly what he was looking for from the people of Nineveh. Yes, the people of Nineveh had the message and they changed. And when they changed, God also changed his mind. Hallelujah. All right, let's take chapter 4. And that is, uh, will, be, will be it for today. Chapter 4, Jonah's anger at the Lord's mercy. Okay, you would think that Jonah would be happy. Ah, I preach God's message and they, and they, all, just, they all just turn around like that. Wow, how successful I am. No, Jonah was not happy. Not at all. He didn't want to see these people saved. They were Israel's enemies. Okay, how could God think of saving their enemies okay let's read jonah chapter 4 it says this change of plans greatly upset jonah and he became very angry so he he he, he complained to the lord about it didn't i say before i left home that you would do this lord that is why i ran away to tashish i knew that you are a merciful and compassionate god slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love you are eager to turn back uh, from destroying people uh, just kill me now lord i'd rather be dead uh, than alive if what i predicted will not happen okay so what was you that's why you will know that what jonah was really more interested in was that they were going to be destroyed he didn't want to see them saved okay and maybe a big lesson for us uh, really be careful about your your intentions and your motives whenever you are in the presence of god because god sees our hearts as clearly as he sees our faiths, faces and he knows all of our intentions okay so jonah said to god oh, just kill me kill me i'm ready to just i am ready to die just kill me he says uh, just kill me now lord i'd rather be dead than alive if what i predicted will not happen you would rather die than see people saved hmm 
be blessing. He says, the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? Then Jonah went out uh, to, to, the, to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under, under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. In other words, he was still waiting. Uh-uh. These people would still turn back to their wickedness. And when they turned to their wickedness, God was going to destroy them. Uh, okay, so God would have just been waiting and looking at him. Ah, this guy does not realize that my word is able to say, save, that my word does not return to me void. It accomplishes everything that I sent it to. So when my word entered the life of these people, it changed them. Yes, Jonah sat down there. He was waiting to see what would happen to the city. The Bible says, And the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there, and soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This eased his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. So some people, I remember was once in a, in a Bible class, someone said, Is it that God... God made an arrangement and then the plant just started growing and growing and growing to the point where it already covered him. Mm, most most likely not, okay? Uh, most likely, okay, the fact that the plant was there, that is what this verse is describing. The plant was there, was most likely the reason why Jonah, okay, uh, made the tent there so that he could sit under its shade. But the Bible is telling us here now that God was the one who made arrangement for that plant to grow like that, okay, and be able to give that shade. He says, and giving that shade eased Jonah's discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. Seven says, but God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm uh, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered it withered away and as the sun grew hot god arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on jonah okay he says the, the sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die death is certainly better than uh, living like this he exclaimed and i'm telling you I am a bit worried about Jonah, just like I'm. Sometimes I'm worried at when I hear people, okay, say they, they want to die when things, okay, are so little happen to them, okay. So, Bible student will tell you here that what Jonah is going through is what we call depression. Yes, yes, depression is going through. Is having a bout of uh, it might be mild depression, but he is depressed. Is depressed at what is up has happened in that what is he was expecting did not happen and so he tells God Lord let me die instead he said death is certainly better than living like this he exclaimed nine the Bible says then God said to Jonah is it right for you to be angry because the plant died Jonah said yes Jonah retorted even angry enough to die <laughs> Wow depression he was really really so 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 depressed depressed and angry 10 says then the lord said uh, you feel sorry about the plant though you did nothing to put it there it came quickly and died quickly but Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness not to mention all the animals shouldn't i feel sorry for such a great city Okay, so God was telling Jonah that, ah, no, 
I am going to save the city. And I'm telling you, that is the feeling everyone who claims to love God, uh, who claims, you know, because you can't love God and not love people. Okay, if you claim to love God, you must want to see people saved. And I think that is where, okay, Jonah missed it. Yes, I know that it seems that the story stops abruptly. But it stops on a very important point that each of us must take note of this morning. God wants to see people saved. God wants to see people redeemed, redeemed. And that's why he sent his son to die for them. That is the message we must take to people, not to condemn them, okay? Not to say that they will spend all their time, okay? Spend all of eternity in hell. Yes, uh, that is that is this, the, the total truth. However, God has made a way from them for them to be saved. And that is the way we should present to them. As we round up this morning, big lessons to learn from Jonah. Are you running to Tashish? Are you trying to run away from the presence of God just because you don't want to do what you, you, you know God has told you to do? Because you know that in doing it as something else okay, that you do not desire might happen. Some of us, for example, we choose where well, we will not follow uh, the leading of the word of God because it's going to lead us down a career that we do not want. Very, very important this morning. Don't go to Tashish. Yes, don't get on that ship. Don't run away from, from God. Okay, I'll be close to, to the Lord. Give yourself to him. And I'm telling you, you might just be surprised. You might just like the success that will come into your life. Big lessons for us to learn. Second lesson, okay? God wants to see people saved. He wants to see people saved. And I would think that that should be the joy and the happiness of everyone, okay? So God wants to see people saved. It doesn't matter who they are. They might be arm robbers. They might be prostitutes. They might be, okay, maybe the, the dredge of society, okay, in your own eyes. But he paid the price, okay, to see them saved with the blood of his son, his son Jesus. So this morning, as we take the message to people, as we tell them, okay, about what God has done to see them saved, I want us to be, to be happy when that then happens. Yes, be happy that people are saved. This morning, let us thank God as we go. Father, we thank you for this brief time of being in your presence. Thank you, Lord, as we learn from the story of Jonah. Lord, we will join hands with you. Yes, we will join hands with you to see people saved. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, like unlike Jonah, we will not run away from your will. We will not run away from your presence. We ask, Lord, help us to obey you. In the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to obey you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, when you call us, we will hear you, we will listen, and we will follow you in the mighty name of Jesus. All the days of our lives, our lives will be for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, hold us close to your embrace in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us that as we preach the word, as we live for you, Lord, help us to see people saved. Be happy when people are saved. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Lord, I pray for your people today. 
Let today be a blessed day for them. In the mighty name of Jesus, let today be filled with testimonies. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.